Kristen, you are keeping a clean laptop. High mystery. It's getting cold. We've been in sunny LA. Winter is coming. It is the last month of the fall season, which means it's November. Oh, Movember. Yeah. As some call it. Some people who choose not to shave their face call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But other people call it November, which derives from the Latin root novem, meaning nine, because in the Roman calendar, there were only 10 months in the year, and November was indeed the ninth month. Whoa. The word November was first recorded before the year 1000. That's a year. And as Rob mentioned, there are many ways to celebrate during this month. You know, but if you don't want to celebrate those big names like Movember, Thanksgivings, or whatever else, there are some other good ones that you can celebrate. Like National Cook for Your Pet Day. Oh. Oh. November 1st. Or World Vegan Day, also November 1st. Got National Button Day on the 16th. I can't wait to celebrate Button Day! Yeah! Holding my clothes together. (laughs) And National Cake Day, the 26th, which is the day before my birthday, which is the 27th. In case you want to give them some presents. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I'm not... But yes, do that. (laughs) Uh, And you know, what's crazy is I learned that uh, on the top 10 list of least popular birthdays, mine, the 27th of November, comes in at number seven. Really? Wait, hold on. Let me just, they have a list of just days in general that are the worst? No, not the worst. I did not say the worst. Oh, the least popular. popular. Oh, in terms of how many people are born that day? Yes. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was like, oh, uh, you don't want a birthday on this day, no. that day. I mean, there are if you do follow like the stars or whatever or energy, there are days that are more or less fortuitous. Fortuitous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I yeah. feel like my birthday, June thirteenth, for anyone that wants to. <laughs> he used to keep that a secret, right? <laughs> Just to call no, you guys. Are special. He likes to throw surprise parties, and <laughs> I am about that. I've never Don't thrown you a surprise. I know, and it's because I have preemptively told you not to. Surprise! It's your birthday. <laughs> we got him. We were so far from June thirteenth. We had no idea. <laughs> but I feel like my birthday is also a very unpopular birthday because I rarely see any Geminis in general and uh, like there are a few celebrities that share my birthday um, I got the list oh shit we're oh, going shit. into a list number one December 25th oh my mom's birthday That's number two Christmas day yeah. so that makes sense January 1st number three December 24th Number four, July 4th. Number five, January 2nd. Number six, December 26th. Number seven, November 27th. Number eight, November 23rd. Number nine, November 25th. And 10 is October 31st. 
These are just, yeah, no, these yeah. are what I was saying. The holidays, the ho- yeah. The, the days you don't want to have a birthday. <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> it just says the least popular birthdays. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess we can look at it one of two ways. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more people don't want to experience <laughs> their birthdays on these days. Yeah. It's so close to a holiday that nobody celebrates the birthday properly. Well, I think also when people are having kids, like a lot of times they'll try to wait or try to make it happen before the holidays. You know, like the doctors also want to be spending their holidays with the family. Sure. Like, oh, we'll just induce this now. Yeah, yeah. Leave that kid in another day. Leave that bun in the oven just a little longer. Yeah. (laughs) But who's to say it could be any? Sure. As you know, you're listening to High Mystery, the podcast. That's Woo-hoo! right. We got really distracted about birthdays. <laughs> uh, I'm Tristan. I'm Colin. I'm Robert. And we're here getting high, doing mystery things. And again, you heard our birthdays, so. Well, just to share, mine is February 23rd, which I think yeah. is a supremely, like, it's a great, mm-hmm. it's a great spot for a birthday. All days are great. To send something and be like, hey, good job, you. <laughs> that is true. That is Although true. a February birthday has probably got to be the most rare of birthdays because it is the shortest month. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what day Leap Day is on. Oh, yeah. But February I feel like 28th. that would be the February 28th is absolutely. 29th. Oh, yeah, the 29th. Sorry. That is the rarest birthday of all, for sure. Mm-hmm. Although I did know a set of twins. Who were born on the 29th of February. Yeah, I know somebody that would always come into my bank and say he was like... Seven, yeah. even though he's like 58. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had that many birthdays, you see. <laughs> yep. I would still just celebrate like the month. You know, like people do that anyways. I do that anyways. I celebrate the whole month of November. Sure. So like, just celebrate the whole month of February <laughs> and count it as your birthday. Indeed. But I always like the placement of mine because if you didn't, if you miss something at Christmas time, I grew up celebrating Christmas mm-hmm. naturally. Uh, you always could get it at the birthday, so it's like, oh man, my dad didn't get me those shoes. Well, I got the birthday list coming up. Right up. <laughs> yeah, right exactly. Is this a just a November in general mystery? Because I mean, what I there's a few. Things that people do in November. If you're American, you might celebrate a, a thanks of givings mm-hmm. or Friendsgiving. Or Friendsgiving, or it's also like Indigenous Peoples Month sure, recognition. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, I think there's like a couple, might be like Hindu festival type things. But uh, it's I, a hot month. Yeah, I have a bit of a tradition. It's only happened two years. But <laughs> this could be the third year. Hey, November. It's already an annual thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, where while I'm making a Thanksgiving food, I have um, The Last Waltz by the band. That's a documentary that was filmed on Thanksgiving. So it's a perfect Thanksgiving Day movie. Okay. And it provides great background because it's a whole concert, their last concert. So you can have music while you're cooking your food. Just, it's, you know, if you want to celebrate along. It's a musical, right? Like they it, start, it's, it's just a concert. It's, what am I thinking of where they started in the town square and they did a whole proper musical? 
Uh, doesn't matter. The Beaches? I think Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Arts Club. Band? I have no, it's not either of those. Anyway, it might be the Bee Gees. Go ahead, Tristan. Um, I did light a blunt. It's going around. We're smoking it. Oh, you never even said what it was. Well, I'm doing it right now. Oh. <laughs> Tristan, Rob. why don't you tell us what's in that bag? <laughs> Here, let me let me toss it up again. <laughs> Rob, you didn't toss it up to tell us what was inside the Tristan, blunt. Tristan, this is a very tasty blunt that's getting us high. What What would you say is in there? Maybe the THC percentage. We've possibly. hit a loop. You're in a loop. Oh, God, it's a high mystery loop. Uh, the THC percentage is 30.11%. That was basically the, it's a hybrid. Those were the two pieces of information that I retained. Okay. Solid. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to smoke that, just go through the trouble of finding a hybrid with that THC percentage. I'm sure it's easier said than done. Yeah. Sure. It's sure. like, hey, hybrid, 30% <coughs> THC, boom. Yes. Yeah. Your bud tender should be able to take care of you at that Easy. point. I mean, if you're in California. Yeah. Uh, if you're I mean, if you're somewhere else, I don't I don't exactly know what they're gonna be uh, telling you. I did just see this thing that it's like a home box travel box that you put a little thing of weed in and you hook your phone up to it and it will break it down and tell you all the levels and really? the chemical makeup of your marijuana. That's pretty interesting because like I know for a long time that was something that was so exclusive to like a mm -hmm. high level laboratory yep. setting. But it does make sense that they had to make that technology accessible. A, yeah, accessible on a much smaller scale because how else would they test every single product? Yeah. It just wouldn't be possible to test every single product. To send product. it out to a special testing facility. Exactly, like. which I know is how it used to be at the early stages of yeah. like testing for the percentages. You had to test it or send it to a large lab. Which maybe it's still more economical to do that uh, on a large scale. But sure. like for someone who's sitting at home and being like, you know what, is this accurate like, yeah curious. I, I grew some weed at home i want to know what my percentage is yeah that yeah. makes it more possible that's cool um but anyways yes to the mystery <laughs> <laughs> since it's my birthday month i'm doing a mystery that i've been wanting to do for a minute now oh, it has okay. nothing to do with november or any of the things that we have mentioned <laughs> weed uh i mean here Something happens that one might want to occur on their birthday. Um, okay, so we can tie it in there. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> the perfect blowjob. <laughs> that is one step further than a blowjob. That's sex. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, okay. oh. So sex happens in this mystery. Oh. Talk about sex, baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about you and me. Let's talk about all things. That we want to be. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Okay. So I will say trigger warning. I don't know how much of this was consensual. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. yet. I mean, I'm right. consenting to this mystery. <laughs> <laughs> You're not forcing it on me, I, I hope. No, I also consent to this mystery. The sex that is happening too. that is taking place in this mystery might not be consensual. Not right. Okay. All right. Because no, we, we don't uh, support that. Even though I'm telling a story about it, it is not in support of... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Only consensual sex 
the end. Yeah. Period. Full stop. Yeah. Enthusiastically <laughs> consensual yes. is the only thing that we're into. Uh, so today I'm talking about David Huggins. Huggins? He, oh boy. He's an artist. He uses mainly paints as his medium. And most of his works are of his actual experience as an abductee. Oh, were you thinking uh, Huggins uh, basketball coach or something? Bobby Huggins? Bobby Knight? <laughs> <laughs> That's a basketball coach. I don't know Bobby say, Huggins. Say the name again, uh, Tristan. Uh, David David, David Huggins. Huggins. No, I was not thinking of the basketball coach or any basketball coach. Okay, I was thinking it. Uh, I think he used to coach at UC. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm just Bobby saying, Huggins. you know, a man named Huggins, and he might be having unconsensual sex. <laughs> no, just... no, I, I'm pretty sure this guy's going to get probed. That's is, what I'm saying. Is what yes. Tristan's talking yeah, this about. This yeah. is about to have some. We'll, we'll see, though. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, Okay, this is not... I assume he has sex with an alien, is what I'm... That's, you know, step right in. Bob is saying over the probing. Okay, interesting. Or just straight sex. I mean, everybody likes to brag about a girlfriend that lives in Canada. This guy's taking it to the umpteenth degree. Right, right, something that you really can't check (laughs) him on. You you wouldn't know her. She's an alien. Yeah. (laughs) Do you speak Palladian? Then you're not going to (laughs) know. You can never meet her. She's in... Quadranine, but okay. she, she's real. My yeah, she, she's definitely real. We've had sex. Let so me describe. Did it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Let me paint you a drawing. Yes, Let me paint you a picture of how it went down. Oh, to, does, to prove that it was real. Does Huggins sell his artwork of him yes. having sex with so a woman? How much are these going? There's for? gonna be pictures that I'm gonna send to Rob, and he'll put them on the Instagram. Yes. However, if you want to Google this. Man has made uh, yep. hundreds, yep. hundreds of paintings of his exploits. Um, so <laughs> of the sex with aliens, yeah, to be clear, yeah. Wow, amazing. So, you know, losing your virginity is supposed to be memorable. No way, he lost his virginity to an alien. Is Most what he's people saying? look back on the act with affection and probably a little embarrassment, but David Huggins says the first time he had sex. Was with was more out of this world than most. The now seventy-four-year-old man reminisces, saying, "When I was seventeen, I lost my virginity to a female extraterrestrial." Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I did wow. do a quick Google search, and nice. yes, they are. Oh, sorry, I hit this out of turn. They are very uh, explicit. Yeah, well, uh, sure, they're just they're. I How can do absolutely I put this? not stop the Google search. Uh, um, wow, yeah. it's like he's not. I'll be. I'll be honest, and you know, maybe, maybe I'm just, you know, a B. But he a ain't B. that. He ain't that great of an artist. <laughs> he's just. I, 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 oh, I <laughs> let's not come for the art. Right? He's <laughs> a fine artist. Like it's not like he's been doing this. He's been painting this shit for fifty years, and that's the extent of his no. abilities. Oh, no, 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 no. Why don't we why don't we get through the story here before you start <laughs> trashing the man's art? Yeah, jeez Louise, man. I mean if I keep I'm it just, to yourself. All art is subjective and that's my opinion. 
And then yeah. Sergeant speak to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> he might be listening to this podcast saying the same thing about it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like your podcast That Rob guy is trash. because <laughs> he talked about my own. I think your art's just fine, dude. Right? <laughs> Keep yeah. after it. Your detail yeah. on uh, the extraterrestrial vagina is <laughs> like you know, I, I, I didn't see kiss. that picture. I was hoping, just I was kiss. thinking of buying art from him, but then I looked at it and I was like, I just none of this art speaks to me. Well, clearly, you're not a fellow abductee because it doesn't resonate with you. I like some of it. I don't know. Would you? Would I like that one? I guess that's okay. That's Anyways, more of a, that's least. This is not uh, a podcast where we roast artists. <laughs> uh, Tell coitus. that to Rob. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> the coitus in question allegedly went down in 1961 when Huggins was a teenager living on his parents' farm in rural Georgia. It wasn't the first time extraterrestrials had appeared to him. He'd been seeing strange creatures since he was eight. Jesus. But so, this, yeah, I guess there's just like too much to unpack there. But I'm assuming he, if he was visited since he was eight, there could have been probing done earlier, and he just doesn't remember. <laughs> I'm it not seems like this guy's got a vault of a memory. He knows everything. <laughs> well, be... we'll get to where some of this comes back and why. No, I just wonder okay. more so, like, what are the nature of these visits from the age of eight on? Um, like, is it just they start to get to know each other? He, Maybe they watch a movie together, go out for no, some pasta. So he had... All of a sudden, they're in love. He had, just, he had just been seeing them. It's a know, different kind of ET story. Seeing them around. Like, he hasn't actually okay. had interactions at this point until later, but he is aware of their... So it's kind of like <coughs> Signs, the movie yeah. Signs. It's but Signs up until aliens, uh, up until it's instead Contact. Of, instead yeah. of Ghost. Or I guess Signs was Aliens, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're thinking of, thinking uh, of Six Signs. Which we, we, we talked about earlier. Yeah. We're shouting you out left and right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Be, be happy. Those are the only two movies I'll shout out. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like other movies from him. Unbreakable's good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am hating on some artists. I know, Rob. <laughs> it really stems from his, uh, the fact that he hasn't been writing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn! My mystery was short. That's a read! <laughs> his, Woo! his art has been stifled, so he needs to <laughs> shit on some other art. Uh, on this day, he was walking through the woods near his house. An alien woman appeared and seduced him. Oh. Seduced how? Just like pulled That's out what of it does. a boob. Like Barry White? Or... <laughs> It was uh, just showed a boob and it was like, all yeah. right, I got this. I get it. Tit. Yep, <laughs> just put it out there. <laughs> it was just like that movie we watched with the old lady in the house. X. I'm gonna show you what I can do. Come on, baby. Could you give me a chance to show you what I can do? I make you feel good. <laughs> he's a 17 year old living with his parents in rural Georgia. Wouldn't be hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be hard. Right. Yes, yes. Yes. 
Just knocking shit over. <laughs> Just like Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> all the movies. Yeah. We're going to reference them all. <laughs> uh, so according to him, these visits from the extraterrestrials and his sexual relationships with them continued into adulthood, you know, because they weren't like a hit it and quit it type. No, of no. Thing. He's a committed monogamous <laughs> type. Got it. That's he what he was single for all those for years. what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, there are women constantly jumping at the chance to be with David Huggins. And he's like, you know, I'm in a relationship already. You'll never know. So he lost his virginity to this alien woman. Yeah. So, okay, all right. Um, well, we assume woman. Right. That's true. They're, they may have a concept of gender beyond. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that matches our own, I suppose. Right. So he says his last encounter uh, now dubbed Crescent. That's the name for the woman in the woods. Oh. Was uh, when this interview or whatever was given was six months prior to like the interview. So it had been a minute since. Since he'd seen her. Well, a minute, I guess, is. It's only six months. Right, six months isn't that. So I mean, six months later, a... he gives this interview about right. his uh, the first night he had sex. Yeah, but everybody's got a I lost my virginity story. His is just a little out of this world. Uh, exactly <laughs> enough to be. It's like, oh, you think your 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 virginity story is something? So apparently, he's very matter of fact when he talks about his encounter, which sets him apart from what most of us expect from truthers and UFO enthusiasts. He's not in it for the notoriety, supposedly, and doesn't care if anyone believes him. When Huggins talks about fathering hundreds of alien babies, uh, yes, that's another facet of the encounter. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that's part of lovemaking. Yeah, so wait, th this Huggins, he speaks to the alien, the alien and them have conversations. He's talked to this alien? I'm assuming so. He's met his children. Oh, wow. Wow. So, I, and he's got to... I mean, otherwise, that's bold to assume that those are your kids. If the alien just brings down some smaller aliens, well, and no, he's I like, my children? And the no, alien's just like, like no, what are you talking about? Brings down <laughs> this these, is our president. Alien, <laughs> these alien hybrids who look like Similar you. to him, yeah. Yeah, and then they're <laughs> like, these are your children. But they don't say, you know, it's like... It's all telekinetic yeah. or... Telepathic. Yeah. Telepathic. Telekinetic is when you move. Move shit. Yeah, that's yeah. how they give handless handjobs. Yes. <laughs> Which they're also experts at. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I did mushrooms with a guy one time, and he said that we, while we were driving home, and he was in the back seat, that the seat turned into an alien, that the alien gave him a handjob with its mind. <laughs> So that's pretty concrete evidence right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly that's how they be doing it. Mm. It makes sense. Telekinetic hand jobs brought to you by High Mystery. Yeah. yeah. The handless hand jobs. Can you imagine the cover of the alien woman Cosmo? <laughs> <laughs> Are you giving telekinetic hand jobs all wrong? <laughs> You're not thinking about it right. Five ways to improve your telekinetic hand job. Uh, so he says he was sitting down in a chair and the woman, uh, Crescent, was behind him and she put her arms around him and that's about it. He doesn't remember anything else outside of that. Uh, All right. Okay. So he talks... 
Is he ever going aboard spaceships, or are they always coming down, hanging out on Earth with him? Uh, that, that's, I assume they're just coming down to Earth, because all his paintings are showing him in the woods. With no, the there were a few that showed him aboard a spaceship looking oh, okay. at Earth. Well, if that's the case. So he must have been abduct- abducted a few of these times. Uh, at least to see where his kids live. <laughs> so this is the ship, huh? Cool. cool. Ooh, I feel bad now. I have a house. <laughs> <clears throat> Was this in the same interview that he gave six months after he lost his virginity? No. So this this interview is not six months after he lost his virginity. Oh. So he lost his virginity. The encounters happen into adulthood. He's now seventy at this point and he's saying the last time oh, I got busy shit. with right. Crescent was six months ago yeah wow well even though they've been getting busy for 50 plus years has he he's moved I assume he hasn't has he been living on the same farm I imagine he doesn't live with his parents anymore <laughs> he might still be hanging in rural Georgia yeah who knows but like that's gotta be something like did he, when he was last up there he's like hey i'm thinking about moving to this place so if you want to find me i'm over Listen, there crescent uh, <laughs> let me draw you a map yeah uh, do you have google earth i mean look they're fluid bonded so she can find him yeah uh, she just sniffs him yeah <laughs> she just knows where he is so. her, her if, ovaries start vibrating the closer <laughs> she gets her egg sack they shoved a uh, uh, tracker in them <laughs> at one point I mean it would make sense if he was staying at that farm the entire time like he was just working that farm and then his parents died and he inherited the farm and I mean, that, that could have been it too. But I if he like, sure. if he straight up moved to some fucking place in non-rural Georgia, the logistics get a little silly. Yeah, for then you. it begins. <laughs> it becomes too odd. Like they just beam him up, energize. So, you know? so they can fly across time and space through the galaxy, sure. navigating across asteroid yes, fields. Yes, yes. But you are too perplexed at the idea yeah, that they can find a human a second so time yes. if he moved yes. a small distance yes. away. <laughs> All right. Like if he All moved right. to some fucking high-rise apartment or something like that. It's just their fucking alien ship. They use the roof, bro. They did the they roof. did they beam themselves down in a fucking field and then like Uber it to his house or something. Like how I, I don't get it. That's all we I'm reply, trying to say. Yeah, your transport services to go across town to the Baxter building. Uh, I'm pretty sure they got a tracking device on his hats. Yeah, I mean, you know, like those are, if they're using his seed to hybridize aliens and shit, they got close watch on him. They're tracking his nuts sure. wherever they go. Yeah. That's his baby daddy. Yeah. That's their baby daddy. Sure. Uh, so let's hear let's hear a little story. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> David's yeah. taking me on a ride yeah. already. I'm sitting under a tree and I hear this voice say, "David, behind you." And I yeah. turned around and there's this little hairy guy with large glowing eyes coming straight towards me. I thought it was the boogeyman. I didn't know what to think of it. So. <laughs> Son. Oh. <laughs> That's what I assume. This is just a. This uh, is his kid. This so this was one of the the beings that he saw when he was a child. 
So this was like, apparently this was an instance. He was out in a field looking for arrowheads near the church uh, that his grandparents took him to sometimes. As you do. And uh, so this is one of the times he saw one of the extraterrestrials as a child. Okay. Uh, but at this point, you know, he thought he, you know, he was scared. He thought it was a boogeyman, whatever. Another day, he said an insect-like being that reminded him of a praying mantis appeared. Uh, he said he was very terrified, and it was like, what in the world am I looking at? And for eight, for an eight-year-old, you know, you don't know what to think about that. So in the beginning, uh, he saw different breeds of aliens, different kinds of aliens. Um, and then later, a more like humanoid. And those are the ones he was getting it on right. with. Yeah. When you see the pictures of his paintings, they are fairly humanoid. Yeah. Uh, uh, he does have a couple that are not, and yeah. I feel like that you know you do meet other alien. Like maybe he's dealing with the Federation or something like that. So there's like ooh. a mass amount of aliens. I love the idea that there's a men in black going on. Oh, no, I mean like an alien federation. Like right. Like a galactic federation. Yeah. Out, that would be superior to the men in black. Well, <laughs> yes, but that's what I just meant on a galactic oh, level. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. An alien men in black, if you will. Okay, <laughs> so I just have a quick question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So are th- so they're beaming down, seeing this guy every couple years, I assume, like every six years or whatever the case, or maybe every year. Or, I don't know. Uh, they're they're might, doing some. They're, they're beaming down several times throughout his lifetime. Are they just having sex, or? Well, they're also showing him the kids and. Sure. Yeah. But like, so are they having any type of real conversations? Like, hey, so where is your planet? What are you guys up to? That kind of stuff, because that's. I'd have so many questions shortly after having sex. Not before. Not before. Yeah, we're yeah. we're down. We're down to get down. Um, but <laughs> so I'm gonna get more into like. So right now, he doesn't remember the instances, and so I'm gonna get into like how these memories kind of come back to him. Right now, he just kind of remembers the pre whatever the meeting, and then like he doesn't necessarily remember the acts of until later um just like maybe he's having some weird dreams i mean i'm revisiting the paintings and he does show a lot of different types of aliens so i mean they're vivid dreams uh if nothing else Mm -hmm. yeah and maybe it's something he's kind of obsessed with and the obsession just makes him dream those kind of things like i don't know whenever i was going through a gas turbine uh school um you dream of gas turbines yeah like my dreams would have stupid fucking jet engine components (laughs) in them and stuff and i'd be like i mean i can't imagine spending all day studying studying a ton of alien stuff in rural georgia with a baptist church community yeah especially this dude's in his 70s now yeah there wasn't any of that at age eight year years old uh, so nocturnal visits from Crescent, the ET who deflowered him, became routine. He says, my relationship with Crescent was warm and friendly, a little strange. Uh, and what does he mean by a little strange? Like, very strange, because they were, like, kind of girlfriend, boyfriend, he says. Uh, but a very unconventional relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I... It's David Huggins. 
and his alien bride. Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> Crescent. <laughs> what do you mean you want to define the relationship? <laughs> uh, so one of the first paintings Huggins ever made was of him and Crescent having sex. Wait, yeah. say that again? Having sex. the sex. This is one of his first paintings? Yeah. Okay. Making the... Uh, Making the love. And so, like I said, the paintings are up for interpretation on how, you know, quote-unquote good they are. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're great. I mean, I just, I want to see the evolution of an artist, and it seems (laughs) like his first painting is very much in line with his last painting. I mean, here's the thing. He's not like, I'm an artist. I'm a painter. He's like... These are, I have PTSD from this shit. I need to process and and be able to show you without telling you. Yeah, like that makes a sense. picture is worth a thousand words. Sure. You know? I, Regardless I just, of the quality of technical abilities or skills. I agree, Tristan. Are these Rob is being too harsh? Are these pieces of art for sale? Because uh, if maybe prints. I feel like the guy's trying to make some money. Trying to make that money! Uh, so he says, she was on top of me. I reached my climax. And then... And then... Which uh, was like 20, 30 minutes easy. I go forever. <laughs> uh, he says, then she and the insect being leave. So it leaves me to believe that there was an insect being watching. I know, the, I know the insect beings he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, so similar paintings fill his apartment. One critic describes the paintings as surreal and a little childlike, a little childlike, dominated by deep blues and greens. Is that was that how you would just? That's that's what, accurate. Yes. That is a one critic's description. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a critic. Uh, right. The. Another thing that sets Huggins apart from most people with alien abduction stories is that he paints his encounters. Uh, it started in 1987 when he started remembering details from early visits. He says the deluge was triggered by Bud Hopkins' book Intruders, the incredible visitations at Copley Woods. Oh. Okay, so he was like, oh, I read this book and all this came flooding back to me. Yeah, he says, it was like a compulsion. I was being led to the book. There is this chapter, Other Women, Other Men, and I started reading it and I go, oh my God, this is the woman I never told anyone about. As I was (laughs) reading it, memory upon memory came flooding back. It was image upon image. They wouldn't stop. I think what bothered me the most is I didn't know what to do with it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I would say um, go go to a therapist. That's what I would have done mm. with that immediately. <laughs> suddenly, all these repressed memories of me having sex with an alien. I'd be like, you know what? Let me tell a therapist, and then I'll move forward with whatever Actually, I want. Actually, I'm gonna do. go see about checking myself in seventy-two hour holes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he says that like you know, it felt like he was going crazy from not being able to process sure. the experience that happened to him. Like, what were they? Why him? Um, so 
then apparently he got a message from the beings. Oh, impressive. That he should paint the experience. And as soon as he started doing that, it changed him. And then two weeks later, he got another message from Crescent that said, you up? (laughs) (laughs) the uh, eggplant emoji. Yes. He said it was a release. He was able to sleep for the first time in weeks. And since then, he has painted every single detail of every encounter. uh, Like, yeah, over 100-something paintings. Like, again, his therapy for, like, PTSD. Has his, uh, have his experiences continued since he started painting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like he's been having them up until six months from the story being told. That's, okay. that's when, when I would be asking about their their life and what, like, their planet is and all that kind of, I would want actual concrete details that I could look up and depend on and whatnot. Otherwise, I'm like, what, what else would you talk about when they take you up into the flag saucer? I mean, I'd have only questions. I mean, maybe it's not that type of thing. You know, like, you're thinking, like, a hangout. Yeah. Netflix yeah. and chill. You yeah, know, I'm sure weird. it's much more like, we're here for a reason. Yeah. We're getting that dick. <laughs> Wham, bam, thank you, man. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. If, if every encounter is just like, hey, we need your seat and only... David Huggins see. They just all repress the the flashy thing from Men in Black and Yeah. Now that I mean you're gonna do it like make coitus, like she's on top of you and you're like, So what planet are you from? That's what what I'm saying. Like as soon as I'm finished, I'd be like well, that was great. Well, so now I've got questions. You're back on yeah. Earth. She's, she's the case, on the way out. And if that's the case, then I would know every time I'm being transported up there, this happens. Like, hey, yeah, mid-coitus, I would be like, hey, so I've got some questions. I think <laughs> you're probably just like in too much of the field, you know? Like, I'm sure they're dumping, like, ecstasy, whatever, into your brain. You know, because they fucking have sure. telekinesis okay. or whatever. They can dump whatever emotion whatever feeling whatever yeah i guess if they were you know blinding me with joy or something even if they weren't even if they weren't but this has been going on for 50 years colin most 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 simple people from pearl georgia (laughs) would be just fine with a bang that goes on for 50 years with no questions right no questions I know. That's, that's because you're you. you. Been picked up. Yeah, yeah like, this exactly. Guy talks way yeah, <laughs> we can't pick up Rob. He don't know art like anything. <laughs> uh, so then there's this uh, Jeffrey Cripple guy. Okay. And his name is spelled K R I P A L. Cripple. Cripple. I thought it was Cripple guy. Cripple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why I need to clarify. Like it was all one word or something. That's why I, I clarified because. When it came out of my mouth, it was like, mm. yeah, okay. So, yeah. Cripple is it's his name. Is his name his? What's his first name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey Cripple comes. Yeah, he's a professor of uh, philosophy and religious thought at Rice University in Texas. Oh, Rice. He spent the early part of his career studying erotic mysticism, which <laughs> led him to study alien abduction literature. Wow. The whole history of religion is essentially about weird beings coming from the sky and doing strange things to human beings, and historically those events 
or encounters have been framed as angels or demons or gods or goddesses or whatever. But, you know, in modern whatever, it's more likely framed in science fiction as aliens or whatever. Sure. And yeah, you know, you can choose whatever your major is or whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is a, it's just, I, you know, hey, great, great uh, title. Good job. Well, no, no, like, you know, like, Good for pursuing what you love and everything in your <laughs> yeah. passion, and I hope the degree—it's already clearly working out for you. <laughs> I'm just like, like I imagine the. I feel like Rob's like justifying his son's life to him or something. Uh, Obviously, just, it worked out. You I'll made like, money, so did, who am I to say it's you know, weird? You know. I'm just like I imagine the conversation that he initially had with his parents, like, "No, mom and dad, I'm getting an education." <laughs> You don't want to have sex with that? Uh, it, it, she kind of looks like detail. Yoko she's, Ono wearing an alien mask she's or like something. holding her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we are we sure that somebody didn't just chloroform him and wear an alien mask and sleep with this guy for a number of years? <laughs> she's got a really horny neighbor. Yeah. It's the woman from X. I'm sure you are. No. <laughs> well, this guy who studies sexual mysticism, he believes Huggins. He says the mix of terror and euphoria that he describes lines up with the age-old description of humans encountering the sacred. Plus, details of Huggins' abductions mirror those described by other people Jeffrey has interviewed who believe they've had supernatural experiences. He says, I'm completely convinced that they're not lying. They're being very sincere. But again, what it is is an entirely different question and what's and that's where I think we need a lot more humility. I don't know. Say so, so like wait, what he needs a lot more humility? I'm taking a picture of Lou underneath the table. Okay. <laughs> His tongue's sticking out perfectly. <laughs> I missed what you said on that last thing about humility. He was just basically saying that he's convinced that they're not lying and that they yeah. seem very sincere and that the question was that why do we not have more... I think he's saying that like this guy's not being boastful about his alien experience. He's being really humble about it. Sure. So maybe that helps him believe that it's real. I, regardless, it has been happening for fifty years. You know. Yeah. Um, they should be celebrating their fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a really beautiful non-traditional couple. <laughs> so people have been like, so yeah, why you? Yeah, definitely want to know why you. And he, he says that he has a feeling that tens of millions of people, perhaps hundreds of million people, have had similar experiences. Oh, uh, we just need to read the book. Mainly as children, and that's all he can say. But Mainly as children? He uh, thinks we're having sex with pump, aliens? Pump the brakes. Man's <laughs> <laughs> <a> national treasure. <laughs> Abductions start as their children, and like it continues oh, okay. on, you know, or like pre. So they're, they're grooming them. 
Yeah, oh. kind of. That's not oh, great. No. <laughs> what? No, no, I was, <laughs> I was thinking of uh, bad things. Okay. No, Drake. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he said that they're you know kids are also more open to things and can like uh, the things can appear to them easier. Mm, I see because they have imaginations and stuff, and they're just like not preconditioned by society to like close that off like maybe there has to be some kind of like connection of vibrational resonance for them to act with you physically and if you don't connect on that vibration then they don't have as much force or connection on the material realm so they can't like really do anything to you they're not vibing yeah. <laughs> basically is what I just heard I mean that would be kind of cool if that's the evolution of humans uh, to no longer like the whole like I don't know ape like instinct of mother bearing hips and stuff being attractive and whatnot. it's more of a what how, how you vibrate we can like sense the vibrations or auras of a person and like that's what we are become more attracted to and like forego any type of oh this guy's a human and I'm an alien no I mean, it's not only, that it's just the vibration we feel it the only problem with that is that means that this David Huggins is like the perfect vibrator <laughs> 74 year old yeah, perfect vibrator the Goldilocks effects he just he vibrates it just, just right, right. <laughs> or they caught him young and mm -hmm. he maintained that childlike wonder throughout oh. and so they're able to continue yeah, hopefully it's not like childlike wonders the key. I don't know. <laughs> I was just imagining they hit him over the head and suddenly he's just like going through life like, yay! <laughs> Here's your coffee, Mr. Huggins. Yippee! Yippee! I can't wait to have this Monday! <laughs> Sounds like he's living a pretty happy life. I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. He's lived a full life. Ignorance is bliss. Sure. I mean, obviously, I like that idea of the evolutionary process over, like, the other side, which is, like, the unorganic AI evolutionary, where, like, the machine organic hybridization takeover theory of evolution. I like the idea that these aliens are not aliens, but they're actual machines. No, I'm just saying, like, that's another idea of, like, where people think human evolution is going, that, like, it's oh. going to be more like, you know, like, oh, you start replacing organs with machine parts, and you mm -hmm. become a hybrid, and then one, eventually you're more machine than human, and then you I'm are totally, all machine. And then... I totally do that. Same. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I'm like, Brain I'm attached there. to a computer? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah I'm, more, I'm more on the, the vibe evolution personally like i would much rather harness my organic dna and sure connect with my that true humanism of what humans were actually capable of doing which is you know harnessing and creating and manifesting and using telepathy and all these things that people would consider superhuman like flying or levitating or yeah telekinesis that is all just inherently stuff that we as humans should and be able to do I like the idea of there are two separate factions of humans 
ones that evolved the way you're thinking, <laughs> the ones that it took more of a machine approach, and then they start fighting each other. Oh yeah, I'm watching the fucking <laughs> dystopian future oh, movie. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm See, here's, here's we me. believe in the trees and the contact of the mycelium throughout the forest. You heard it here, folks. We are the machines. <laughs> we will tear down trees. <laughs> Here's the only flaw to that story: is that the people who are going to go the organic high vibing route are just going to like be floating across the landscape. Well, they're not going to want to fight. <laughs> they're not going to be like, "Oh, we hate you, or we think you're evil," because they're going to be like, "We see that we were one, and that like you are now more machine than human, and we empathize and." You know, like there would be. I, I, I think once you're more machine than human, you can't feel. There is no human emotion. There is no sure. empathy. So, but like, they're fighting out of necessity. Like it's it's a fern gully situation or something. Uh, they're taking over the forest just, and killing it. And they're like, we have to protect fall this forest. Cinemas, a movie that will literally blow your pants off. <laughs> fern gully too. <laughs> the high vibers would just kill you with kindness and love. And you, the robots would just. How do you like, kill somebody with? Well, we just talked about that Wizard of Oz thing. That's the, uh, how you kill somebody yeah. with kindness. What would happen would be like, yeah, the the they protagonist just, hugs the robot, and the robot has feels love for the first time and cries a, a magical tear that it couldn't cry before, and, and it rusts for the first time. Yeah, it rusts them. He's See? destroyed. Come to our potluck. Oh, so kind. <laughs> <laughs> They brought motor oil. What do you think is destined for humanity? Write write us and let us know. Yeah, and on that side, which would you choose? Do you want to be like Tristan and become a floating being of pure kindness? Or do you want to be like Rob and I and sell our bodies slowly until we become part part of of the the mainframe? (laughs) Let us know. Brian Mystery, I'm Tristan. I'm Colin. I'm Robert. Woo woo!